Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass
We are now joined in the media center by two of our race winning team members. We have crew chief Paul Wolf and Team Penske Vice Chairman Walt Zarnicki. Gentlemen, congratulations. Thanks Thank for you. coming on in. Walt, we'll start with you. Today is a big day for Team Penske. How to win an IndyCar and here in St. Louis. What's that mean for the organization? Well, it means a lot. Uh, you know, we didn't have a great weekend in Indianapolis last week, and we didn't have a great weekend in Charlotte last week either. So to come back and win uh, Belle Isle and then win this race really means a lot. Uh, I was trying to remember when the last time we had a, a twofer, so to speak. I can't remember it clearly uh, pre-pandemic, but a great day for all of us. It really was. And before I, before I finish, I, I want to make sure that I congratulate Curtis Francois and Chris Blair and the team here at Worldwide Technology Raceway for a premier race. Uh, you know, we've been track operators. We are a track operator. We see the way things are done. They did everything properly. And I think that thousands of people here enjoyed themselves. So congratulations to, to Curtis and Chris. Awesome. Thanks. And Paul, for you, can you talk to us just a little bit about the strategy um, and, and those last few laps of the race as well? Yeah, um, going into the race today, obviously, um, you know, we knew the tire fall off. We didn't see a lot of it in the practice we had uh, on Friday. Um, so we knew there was going to be some situations where it was going to be a tough call whether or not to pit. Um, now, as the race got going, I realized uh, it was even more so than really what I initially thought it would be. And I'd kind of seen the 19, did the two tires early, earlier in the race or mid part of the race and was able to hold the lead well. And we came down to that last pit stop and I don't remember exactly where we were, right around the 10th place or just out of the top 10. And was concerned about left side tires and the failures we've seen, but um, at, at this stage of the race, it was this was our opportunity if we we're going to have a shot to win. And um, you know, we, we, we have a win this year already, which gives us the opportunity to maybe be a little more aggressive. And and um, you know, I, I knew that was going to be our opportunity was going to be to get off a of pit road with two tires. So uh, from there, I mean, Joey did a, a great job on those restarts. Um, you, you never really knew what was going to happen. Um, as big as the track position was in the clean air, um, he did a great job of being able to get by the 18 when he was leading. So uh, it was fun to watch for sure. Awesome. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. If you have one for Paul or Walt, please raise your hand and we'll bring a mic over to you. We'll start over here in the middle and then go to Bob. Conley, the podium finish, Paul. Um, I'm curious uh, what you looked at for this track, trying to get a setup to balance one end to the other. Is it anything like maybe Pocono, um, Darlington, or the way that you had to work this track? Well, I think for us, you know, we consider this a, a short track, um, and it is the same tire combination we've run earlier this year at Phoenix, uh, as well as Richmond. I'd say the way the surface is, um, you know, Phoenix was probably more along the lines of what we would look at. You know, Phoenix is very different from one end to the other. Um, still quite a bit different from this, but uh, I think we kind of lean, lean on that uh, racetrack. As the tire and how the tire reacts to the cars is always a big part of our setup as well. I feel like whenever there's a tire change, that could um, change our setup a good bit. So being on the same tire as Phoenix, knowing that the surface has been repaved here recently, um, you know, we kind of looked at that and, and kind of what we would expect uh, based off of that race earlier this year. We'll go to Bob and then to Tucker. 
of Bob Hacker's back forward. Paul, uh, a lot's been made about being able to use cars at various different tracks. I'm curious if you know of when this car was used last or if it's a new car. Um, it's a good question, Bob. And uh, fortunately, I don't know off the top of my head. That just means it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> there, there's not cars that we take specifically to certain tracks. I'm not sure where this one was run last, but um, for sure, uh, there's just there's just nothing different. This could this could be the same car we've raced at Daytona. Um, you know, that's the the part about this that uh, you know we we've all looked forward to is not being able to have you know track specific cars, and um, we can we can definitely move them around and take them from one track to the other. Scott Tucker. All right, Tucker White, last word on sports. Uh, right over here. Uh, so we were seeing with the tire fault all didn't really have much of an effect today yet we still saw teams and cars cutting tires like you're a stable mate so or with the 12 teams so is it just teams run not running what Goodyear's recommending it or if not why exactly are we seeing tires being cut like this yeah well, I don't know that um, you know anyone in the garage is running <laughs> maybe what Goodyear's recommending um, for air pressure there's just there's a lot of speed and grip um, in, in pushing the limits on the tires. And as a competitor, that's why everyone's doing it. And I don't think you see it just amongst one organization. I think if you look throughout the year, it, we've seen it throughout every team having issues. Um, and like I said, that really just comes down to trying to get every last little bit. I think we're still learning uh, as well where those limits are. And um, we're obviously right on edge. Um, it is definitely was concerning uh, to see the 12 have an issue. Um, I made a small adjustment just because uh, I know we're not extremely different in our setups amongst all our cars. Um, so I made a small air pressure adjustment just to be a little more conservative uh, once they had their issue. But um, I, th I think as uh, as race teams, we're, we're still trying to, to learn where the limit is at every track we go to. And the loading's different. and you know, how we uh, get around each racetrack. So, so we're still continuing to learn that and understand it. Uh, Caleb Postal with Speedway Digest. Paul, you mentioned the last time that you were at Gateway, you won uh, in 2010 in October with Brad Kozlowski. How neat is it to come back here for the inaugural cup race and win that too? Oh, it's obviously special anytime you can win a race, right? Especially at this level, it's so hard. And, um, you know, to be able to do it at the cup levels, that's, that's a whole nother whole other league obviously and um it was just it was neat to me the, the last time i was here was you know whatever 12 years ago and and um coming back here it uh you uh have forgot a lot of things about it and so it was uh but they to, to walt's point what a great uh, job they did putting on the race here and it's, it's a lot of fun to race here and i know joey had a lot of fun out there as well we'll go to dustin then to lee and then back to tucker dustin long nbc sports um paul Two wins in the last four races. You've had some back-to-back -back top tens, but you've also had some finishes outside the 20s or even in the 30s. 15 races into the season with 11 to go in the regular season. Do you guys, do you know how good you guys are or where you guys are at this point with everything that's happened this year? Not really. And it's funny, Walt and I were talking about that a few minutes ago. It's just how up and down it is right now with, with the learning curve and going to new racetracks and trying to understand the car, you know, uh, as good as we were this weekend right off the truck, 
you know you look back to dover was probably our worst race of the year to date and it was terrible and we couldn't get nothing right so um it, it it makes it even harder without practice right it was nice this weekend to get 50 minutes it's not a lot but it gives us the opportunity to try a few things and try to build our notebook as we as we move forward um obviously it's nice to have speed now we just need the consistency right and, and try to continue to put it together but um i don't know that any team's really shown every week you know i, I feel like it, it, you never know what to expect every weekend when you show up so at this point we got to just keep um learn from from our struggles and um you know continue to build on our successes and and um, get ourselves in a good spot as we start the playoffs. And I understand that, but also, you know, I know each summer is always kind of the unique schedule with the, the different types of tracks. You've got a concrete track coming up. You have to get Sonoma, a concrete track, Road America. You've got a speedway race at Atlanta. And these are all different types of things. I mean, how much does this help in terms of playoffs, or what, what, what does this stretch of all these different types of tracks help you guys with? Um, because it's, it, it seems like it's hard to kind of get a read at this you know now and even in the next few weeks yeah i mean like i said we we kind of look at uh you know what we had learned or did at phoenix earlier this year so i think you know as i look at this track it was another data point for i guess short track racing for us as as we know there we have those in the playoffs obviously loudon's coming up uh, another short track so um this is i think in general you would probably say short tracks have been our strength uh, especially the 22 team i think that's um where we've had speed at most every short track um but yeah it's it's uh, there's a there's a good stretch of road courses coming up here that um there's a lot to learn there as we we have one of those in the playoffs as well so um it's definitely a good mix i think you we used to look back in the past and say you know the mile and a half were where it was at and what you needed to to be good at to to have a shot to win a championship right and and as you really look at the schedule um there's there's more variety than than just those mile and a half so um with the mile and a half not being our strength right now i'm not uh, disappointed in that either we'll go to lee and then back to tucker and to kelly paul um just kind of curious you you said short tracks are your strength but let's face it the short tracks earlier this year the action just did not seem like traditional short track action. It just wasn't scintillating. I know they're going to work on a Martinsville test to try to figure some things out. But um, I guess with the heat and having time to work on your short track program, this race did not disappoint from an entertainment value. I, you know, I don't know what it was from where you were sitting, but you know, I think from a spectator standpoint, it was pretty sporty. Is it just the gains that the teams are making on the car at this point that you know kind of made this a uh, more competitive race? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're we're getting smarter about it, but I think some of the the strategy stuff and how that played out today, I think we saw, you know, that flip flop at times um, with, with guys staying out uh, versus coming to get tired. So I think that kind of mixes up the field a little bit, and um, you know, the track widened out really well. I thought here and. There was multiple grooves, which anytime we can have multiple grooves, uh, we're going to be able to put on a better race. Um, from there, I mean, the other piece I think that makes the racing really good is, is tire fall off. And unfortunately, we didn't have that here, but I think um, for, for what we had, yeah, I, I agree it got exciting. I think the restarts and those types of things always make it interesting, and um, we're able to see guys pass. I Honestly, 
see, I thought like whoever got the lead was was going to win the race. I, I to see Joey be able to make that move on the 18 once he had cleared him and had the lead. Uh, um, I was impressed by that move because it seemed like it, once you got the lead, it was it was hard to pass. So I think that just speaks to being able to run a different lane. We ran a different lane down three and four. So I think they uh, they did a good job of the racetrack and, and multiple uh, grooves make for better racing. Obviously, we'll go to Tucker and then to Kelly. Uh, follow up question from earlier on the uh, uh, teams not running what Goodyear's recommending. So sure. at, at what point should NASCAR step in and? All right, everybody. I'd like to. All right, everybody. I'd like to welcome our first caller, our driver tonight, Vince Little. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Vince. Well, thank you. It's nice to be on. Uh, Vince, how do you how do you prepare yes. yourself for the race day when you got rain possibly looming on a on a road course? Well. Um, as far as personal-wise getting ready, it would just be making sure you have the car prepared as best as possible. Um, make sure you got plenty of Rain-X on the windshields and things of that sort. Um, try to be as hydrated as much as possible and, um, you know, try to have a nice dry suit on because you know you're going to end up getting a little bit wet. But other than that, that's about all we do. So uh, you go from from Portland to now you're going to Sonoma. What's the difference in between the two tracks, Vince? Uh, actually, there's quite a bit of difference. Uh, Sonoma's got a, a lot of different elevation changes. Um, it's uh, almost a two-mile track. Um, it should be nice and dry. It doesn't get a whole lot of rain there in the summertime. Um but that track's got a lot of off-camber corners. Um, it's just a super, super fun track uh, to drive. I've raced that track a few times, and also uh, I'm an instructor up at the school. So I got quite a bit of laps on that one. In Portland, it's pretty much um, all a flat track. There's no real inclines or declines or off-camber corners. It's a, it's a pretty flat track, so it's complete different setup for the cars uh, from Portland to Sears Point and uh, you know drivers got to do a lot of different um, adjustable changes to himself and to the car to get prepared for um, you know all the elevation changes there's quite a bit at that track as well so it's 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 definitely a fun track to drive at Sears Point for sure. Vince what, what do you think uh, about the involvement of the new car in uh Elmore engine and the way Arca has kind of moved forward with the composite body. Well, I think it definitely, um, I think the body uh, makes it more affordable for the uh, smaller funded teams like myself and a few others. Uh, you know, we try to do everything as economical as possible. Um, so I think the composite bodies getting away from the steel type bodies are definitely a huge advantage for for uh, teams like you know our own um as far as the ilmore motors um i hear that they're uh, a fantastic motor uh, they have people at the tracks to tune them and everything but the cost of those are way outside of our budget line so i don't know 
I haven't ran an Ilmore motor uh, up to this point. I'd love to stick one in and try it, but unfortunately haven't had the funds to be able to do so. Hey, Vince, you have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on tonight. Um, ran the Arca West race of Portland over the weekend. Um, you know, how were conditions? Um, it, I watched the Xfinity race. It seemed like it was a little bit drier, um, but your race, it was total rain. How was that? Oh, yeah. The, the Xfinity, I kind of wish they swapped and let us run first so we could have had a little bit of a drier track. But, uh, yeah, the Xfinity cars did real well. Um, when we got out there, it started to rain about 10 minutes before we lined up, and it just kept on and got more and more and more as as time went on. Um, to be quite honest with you, it was pretty miserable. Uh, the tires worked extremely well. We had no problem with, you know, getting around the track. The biggest problem was, uh, you know, the car's windshields fogging up, you know, from the heat of the motor inside. These cars don't have, you know, defrosters and things of that sort. We tried to run some air ducts to the windshields, but um, I couldn't see it all. I mean, it was literally like driving in a cloud of fog. Um, it was very, very uh, difficult to drive in that kind of condition. Vince, I was really interested in hearing about uh, your, your uh, you being an instructor at Sears Point. Um, you know, what's that like being an instructor for other drivers, and have you helped other drivers maybe in the West uh, or in ARCA to, uh, you know, when you're coming up and doing the road courses like you have been? Well, being an instructor, well, now it's called the Sears Point Racing Experience, and um, it, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to, one, get a lot of track time uh, in different types of cars. Uh, it not only prepares, you know, me and, and and my abilities, but it also allows me to be able to help other drivers. Um, I have got to work with a few um, back in the back in the day. Um, I worked with uh, Casey Mears and Max Pappas and a few uh, a few of those guys that were kind of coming in trying to get familiar with those types of racing. But as far as the local ARCA guys. Um, I've been asked by a few guys to, uh, to kind of help coach them and just haven't been able to work out timing schedules, but they know when I'm at the track, I'll give them every bit of information that I possibly can. I usually carry a briefcase full of track maps. And the biggest thing at Sears Point trying to teach there is, uh, is where you enter the corner, where the apex is and your shift points. That's the biggest thing I can teach anybody in. I'm willing to help anybody and everybody the best I can, and all somebody's got to do is ask me, and I'll give them every bit of information I can and and race them on the track. My last question for you is: uh, you 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 being at Sears Point, uh, do you like the uh, the 1.99 mile course more, or do you like having the carousel as part of the layout? So I'm kind of torn uh to be honest with you i've only raced uh on the uh on the nascar track i have not been able to uh actually race with the carousel but we do a lot of instructing with the carousel so i would really uh i would really like to you know run uh either in the in the truck series or even in the arca on the carousel but um I think it's a, it adds quite a bit more challenge to the drivers. 
coming up over 3A, going down uh, uh, straight <clears throat> straight into turn, you know, basically turn four if you get rid of the carousel, and then going straight down into turn seven. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't say it's it's an easy transition at all. Coming up over 3A is a little kind of sketchy. But you're not having to grab gears and downshift to make that hard right to head towards the carousel. So I think that would add a lot of bit, uh, about a bit. That didn't make sense. I think that would add a lot more uh, driver uh, input to be able to make that transition and get around that carousel. But um, I don't know. I think it'd be fun that way, but I'm looking forward to it running the old style NASCAR way as well. Uh Vince, let's talk about the guys that help you get to the track each week and make things go round for you. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we couldn't do anything, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the good Lord above giving us the ability and and the desire to do it and family support. Um, We have a couple of good sponsors. We have uh, Daryl Herzog Roofing and True Quality Construction. I mean, they help us our crew, you know, they work on the cars. I mean, it's really tough because <laughs> we drove to Portland, so we just got in last night. So we drove 14 hours to get home to turn around and clean the car, um, throw a different setup in it and try to have it all done and ready to go, you know, for Thursday night, heading back to, you know, Sears Point to be there for Friday. So it's pretty challenging and you definitely, you know, can't do it on your own. Um, Kind of being an owner, team owner and driver puts a lot of responsibility on, you know, my wife and I. But, um, you know, we look forward to it. We've been doing it, you know, quite a long time. But uh, you can't do anything in this sport without help from friends and family. And, and I'm definitely blessed in that area. I tell you, I see it uh, week after week, you know, at the tracks. And you, you each team has, has their own clan. And everybody struggles and works hard to make it all happen during race weekend. Vince, where can they follow you and keep up with you this season? Well, uh, probably right now the best would be uh, ArcaRacing.com would just kind of, you know, follow all the different series schedules. I don't know for sure uh, at this point how many uh, races we're going to run. We're going to try to, you know, make every one of them. But, you know, funding is always the biggest issue. But, we're trying to get our racing website uh, up and going. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, basically they would just have to follow the uh, ArcaRacing.com website and and uh, catch us at the track. And uh, from that point on, I'd be happy to talk and sign autographs for anybody and and uh, meet them. Vince, thanks so much for spending time and uh, safe travels down to Sonoma. Very good, sir. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call and the opportunity to be able to talk with you all, and we'll see you guys uh, in about three or four days. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks, Vince. You bet. Thank you, guys. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All 
Pascal, Vince Little. Not uh, you know, uh, I like the road courses, Kyle. You, two in a row. I, I I think that's a good deal. You go from from Portland to uh, Sonoma. Rowdy, this is a big, this is a crucial part of the Arkham Menards West schedule right now. Um, you know, Portland being a companion race with the NASCAR Xfinity Series and uh, Sonoma being with the NASCAR Cup Series and NASCAR Campbell Truck Series. So, um, very big races coming up. I, I, you know, it was good to have Vince on tonight. Um, you know, he, he experienced all 42 laps of the rain on Saturday of the shortened Portland 112. And uh, Jake Drew came out with the win. Um, Connor Mosack second, about about 18 seconds behind. Um, but yeah, we, we saw a lot of racing in the rain Saturday, and um, it looked treacherous out there. Um, I was watching some of the highlights today. Um, really treacherous at Portland, and uh, I know the rain was supposed to it was supposed to rain most of the day, but uh, it was a little drier for the Xfinity race. But um, it did dry up a little bit, and then the rains came back. So. Um, you know, the Arca West race being after the Xfinity Series race, uh, Jake Drew getting his first win, and, um, you know, Connor Mosack running double duty. Um, you know, he crashed in the Xfinity race, got taken out by somebody else, and then finished in second in the Arca West race. So um want to say thank you again to Vince Little for coming on tonight, uh, driving instructor at uh, Sears Point. Uh, he's running Sonoma, and it's, it's a big deal, you know, to have these Arca West drivers coming on our show. I, I, Rowdy, I know you and I have been talking about it. Um, you know, we, we cover so much of the arc of main series, you know, it's been very important to get the East and the West as well. So, um, some big races coming up. Uh, you know, I think this arc of West race at Sonoma is going to be stacked again. It normally is, you know, Chase Briscoe ran it last year and won and, uh, you know, uh, it might happen again. So, uh, I, I know, um, I just want to say, you know, a big thank you to, to Vince and also for Eric Nascimento for coming on Thursday night. Um, had some good, some get some Arca West flavor on our show, and uh, I'm glad we can we can able to be doing this. That's, well, that's right, Kyle. I mean, we I, we I fail to think about the West sometimes. You know, we we talk about it, but we really don't talk about it. And finally, get some drivers from over there. I think what Jesse Love was the first kind of break that. One of our first West drivers. I'm not. Yeah, um, you're right, Rowdy. Uh, you know, I know, I know you were busy at Gateway. I was keeping an eye on things in Portland as well. Um, that race was really exciting um, to watch. Uh, the uh, the Pacific, I forget the name of it. It was 147 miles, but uh, 75 laps for the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Portland. Uh, their first trip there. Uh, NASCAR has a very, uh, you know, they have they have history with Portland International Raceway. Um, on the west side and also in the NASCAR uh, Campbell Truck Series, they ran there twice in 1999 and 2000. And uh, just, uh, you know, it's good to, to see, you know, them in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, even though it didn't rain, which kind of threw a, a wrench in everything, um, I was glad that they got both races in. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a really, really good Xfinity race. No surprise AJ Allmendinger won um, when it dried up. You know, he looked really bad in the rain, Rowdy. I mean, that, that team was struggling and, um, they really like had a massive comeback in that race, and then he goes and finishes tenth in the Cup race at Gateway. So, um, yeah, uh, you know it's good. You know this is a good part of the Arca West schedule coming up, and um, like I said, this is kind of like 
I don't, I don't want to compare it to the Super Bowl, but it's, it's pretty big. Um, when you do have these these races, you know, like kind of like Loudon with uh, you know the NASCAR mo- Wheel Modified Tour running the same weekend as the Cup Series um, is a big deal. And um, anytime you can get exposure, especially at these races, is very important. So what about Daniel Dyer sitting on the uh, pole for that, Kyle? I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was Daniel Dyer's actually his road course debut. Um, you know, I did I did talk with uh, Charlie Crawl from ARCA. He told me they did run the entire practice in the rain. So uh, still uh, pretty impressive for him to uh, come out and uh, sit the, the number 43 on the pole. So uh, finished fourth in the race. Um, probably, I don't know how much rain experience he has and road course experience he has, but um, still a good showing for them. Uh, you know, it was kind of a surprise, uh, them showing up in Portland. But, you know, I, I know that the, the series will be hitting Watkins Glen coming up uh, in August. That's another one that hopefully Rowdy will be at. And I don't know if I'll be at it or not yet. I'm hoping so. But um, that Arca, Arca, uh race at uh, Watkins Glen always proves to be a proves to be a stacked race. Uh, you know, like look at last year, Ty Gibbs, Corey Heim, Chase Briscoe, uh, some of the top names, Brandon Jones, Carson Hostivar, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of truck and Xfinity drivers in the race. And I, I think we'll see the same deal um, maybe with some cup guys and some Xfinity guys when they go to Watkins one in August. So um, that's kind of what's been going on. And uh, Rowdy, uh, you know, I, I, I know, um, you know, you were at Gateway this weekend. I was trying to keep up with, keep up with you as much as I could, and um, I'm glad you are able to, to make it out to St. Louis this weekend. Well, I'm going to tell you now, Kyle, I've been before, but they really, really throwed it all out. And just to know the facility to begin with and then see how it's evolved after all this time, hey, John Beach and that group, you didn't have to want for nothing because it was there. Uh, and they brought race day back with Kenny Wallace and, and John Roberts. I mean, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Gary with them, your people, was with them on stage the whole time. Gary got to put his part in uh, about what he does with at the track and, and around St. Louis. So Kyle, I, I tell you, it, the weather, you know, couldn't ask for better weather. It, it was the weather was just dead on target, not not a sprinkle, not, nowhere in sight, and it was warm, but it wasn't that summer hot, hot, Kyle. Uh, it just made for great racing. It must made for really great racing. And Sunday's race, Kyle. I mean, man, uh, <laughs> it, it was a thriller from Manila, that's for sure, Kyle. Uh, you, you would have thought Kyle Bush had that kind of locked up there with four to go, but it, it, it changed quick with the caution. Rowdy, I don't think that race was handed to Kyle Bush at all. Um, the thing is, uh, Joey Logano, I thought, had a better car. Um, yep. It looked like his car, like once Kyle's car got out of the groove, it just seemed like it wouldn't handle. Um, you know, he saw on the restart, he went up high, and he, that's how he lost the lead, so... Um, you know, and I know we talked about it. You picked Joey Logano. He was fast in practice, good on the long run, and, uh, you know, just a lot of things going on. So, um, but, yeah, it's been a good uh, been a good, good weekend so far. So, uh, 
Yeah, we pull, evidently pulled off the trailer loaded for bear. Uh, Kyle, the Fords were fast all weekend. I mean, they really were. Uh, I, 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 the Fords and Toyotas, but man, Denny and uh, Chase, they, they could kind of play and let's beat up the, the watermelon thumper. I, I, I watched it. You know, he was maybe a few times he kind of washed up and hit him, but we can't be playing bumper cars, Kyle. Rowdy, we can't put anybody's life in danger. Um, I know that it's important. Uh, the uh, Ross Chastain um, hasn't really been, you know, on every driver. I guess you could say every driver's Christmas card list lately, but, um, you know, he's aggressive and, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, and Ross Chastain is a good driver. But, uh, yeah, he does have to watch who he races into, you know. Uh, I know Denny Hamlin hasn't been too, wasn't too happy with him Sunday. I've seen that. Um, I guess, you know, Denny Hamlin was slowing down to go find him at one point. Yeah, so, stalking um, him. Stalking him, yeah, exactly. And then Chase Elliott got into him. him later on. Right. And, they, I mean, really, they were stalking him. I, I tell you, he had a scared look on his face when – after the race, Kyle, I'm telling you, like a deer in headlights. Rowdy, this reminds me a lot of Ty Gibbs last year in the Arkham Menard series in the one race when, uh, I don't know if it was Elko or where it was, but they all yeah. ganged up on him. And, yeah. You know, it's kind of like the same situation. We talked about that, Kyle. I remember exactly, yeah. But so, uh, I was kind of thinking of that, and, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy. You know, um, Ross Chastain been, uh, you know, um, been a little aggressive. I mean, hey, it's gotten two wins so far this year. You know, he didn't, you know, uh, won a Coda and then he won at Talladega. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, you know, it's been a thing. And I, I just want to say one more thing, um, Rowdy, uh, you know, just a quick side note. Um, I was supposed to call, I was supposed to text Vince Little before, 15 minutes before, but, um, you know, he reminded me it was, it was, it was 4.15 his time. And I said, wow, I forgot. <laughs> But I um, just wanted to apologize about that, and I, I'm very thankful for him to come on tonight. Um, you know, I, I like to hear, you know, kind of what it's like from a driving instructor to see how it goes, especially at a place like Sears Point. Yeah, a small team, Kyle, that struggles to make the race, you know, to, to make – not to make the race, but to, just to make it to the race. Because it's not, it's not a, a cheap – and, you know – Kyle, what we're spending last year, a hundred, now it's two hundred and ten. So it it's doubled on everybody. I mean, it's got to be tough. It was on me, guys. I mean, Kyle, I'm right at probably uh, it that was close to two hundred dollars worth of fuel. That should have been a hundred. Rowdy, uh, you know, um, that happens. You know, it's racing with, uh, you know, with what happened with Ross Chastain. But yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you made it to Gateway and uh, just, uh, you know, so much going on. And uh, I'm glad you got back to an NASCAR race. I hope to be a Pocono here in about a month and a half. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be in full swing. We, we already we already found out today you're going to Port Royal on, on Wednesday, July 20th for the World Outlaws race, so I thought that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it, Kyle. I'm looking forward to it. 
and then to see them back in in Daytona, and, you know, at the uh, promoters convention, that that's you know that's that's what I, I like, Kyle. You, you you end up knowing all the guys that put on the show, and you get to see them when they don't have to really work their tracks like they normally have to work when you're there. You don't really get to. I talk to Adam more on the radio than I do at the track because Adam's always busy, Kyle. Yeah, I think especially with schedule coming up right now, especially with the Knoxville truck race, I know that's 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 coming that soon, and a, a few other events. I know he's been really busy, and uh, you know, I mean, look at the Arkham and Art series. I mean. Uh, they're going to be at at, at uh, excuse me Iowa this weekend uh, for an East uh, combo race with the E Series and uh, Brandon Jones is scheduled to run it. Uh, NASCAR Trinity's off until National Super Speedway on uh, June 25th. So uh, there's some two, you know you might see some other guys doing some other things racing wise in the meantime. So um, you know this is a this is a big part of the schedule and you know we're gonna you know the Cup Series is gonna have Father's Day off and um, it's just that there's a lot a lot going on right now, Rowdy. Um, you know, I'm working on some plans for the weekend, and then I'll be at Sealand's Grove next Thursday, June 16th, for the uh, USAC Eastern Storm uh, wingless sprint cars and also the 410 wing sprint cars. So uh, just want to say, uh, you know, thanks for everything, Rowdy. Um, you know, I know it's tough with my work schedule and everything, but I'm, I'm glad we had Vince on tonight. And, um, you know, you do a great job as always. I appreciate you picking picking it up when you have to. And, you know, I'm I'm doing the best I can right now, and you know I just it's, it's thank you for everything. And yeah, it's, God, it's all working. Right. It's all working, my man. We just keep on chugging like we're doing, and just hey, you know, we talked about covering the West more, and and we get we we're doing it. Uh, Kyle, I've got uh, the rest of uh, Paul Wolf, and then. Uh, Joey Logano towards the end. Uh, we heard part of it earlier on the show, and I marked it, and we're almost back to where we were at, uh, Kyle. But that was some more finish at the end. I'm telling you, that that was really a good finish. People, everybody seemed to have left there a little kind of enjoyed the race, Kyle. You know. So I'm going to go, and Kyle, I'm going to go on and put uh, Paul back on, and we'll bring him back in. It's just everyone's everyone's on equal playing field here, so it's whoever can manage what they've got the best. Coming into the year, we kept hearing the summer months, hopefully, was going to be that, that mark when when inventory and purchase pieces would be a little bit better. So you say, well, hopefully we'll get there. Do you have an idea of, of when you feel good about where you're at? Um, honestly, I probably can't answer that question uh, well for you. I, I, I don't personally. Um, fortunately, we have a, a great group back at the at the shop that kind of manages that more than, than I do. I try to just worry about getting um, the setups in the cars and whatnot. And, uh, um, so I, I, I probably can't answer that question great for you. All right, gentlemen, thank you both for joining us, and congratulations. By the way, I had one other comment. I, I meant to say it earlier. I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Blaney for what he did for his teammate. It was a great team win today for Team Penske, and I think Ryan demonstrated that with that push 
on that last start. So I want to make sure that he got the recognition for what he did. So here's the star of the show. So Paul and I will exit the scene. We will continue our media availabilities with our race-winning driver, Joey Logano, driver of the number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford for Team Penske. Joey, you seem to have a knack for new venues. Um, is there a strategy behind it? Is, it? is it lots of studying? Is it getting a feel once you go out there? Can you talk to us a little bit about all these new venues and your success? Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, you know, for for one, I think our team does a good job at adapting quickly. Um, you know, this this weekend is probably a little different because we just unloaded pretty good. All three, even the 21, all all of us unloaded with pretty good speed in the cars. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, we we hit it uh, for not having much data and you know how to set up the car for this racetrack. It was pretty close, and so um, th there's that. But I think there's also the the how quick you got to adapt at these racetracks when you go there for the first time, um, as far as how you call the race, how you restart, how you pass cars, those things. We don't know what those are going to be until the race starts. Um, you know, what lines we're going to run. You know, I, I was surprised to see how high we got in both ends um, at the line, and that kind of changes the way your car drives. And, um, you know, so I think in general, just you, you got to be open-minded and, and do things quickly, learn quickly. Um, I think that's, that's what it's about right now. Awesome. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. We'll start with Lee and then come over here to Jeff. Well, I I googled Italian restaurants and I don't know. My map only came up with that one, so that was it. That was it. I don't know what to tell you. I I wasn't. I yeah. I know. I know. I, I felt the same way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kyle and I have raced each other for a long time now, and yeah, I even think back to when we raced Xfinity cars and, you know, before I moved up the cup, right, we were racing each other for wins a lot earlier in my career and, um, you know, and to still do that today, it's pretty cool, right? Kyle's one of the best in the sport and, um, you know, I knew it was going to be a, uh, a slug fest right there to the end and to be able to uh, have Blaney behind me, he gave me the push. Um, that was what I needed, um, you know, to be able to have position down into one. Uh, he knew the slide job was coming. <laughs> he knows me uh, pretty well, and, and he crossed me back, and then I kind of figured it was coming back at me after, if I'm willing to do it, he's going to be willing to do it, and so uh, I just kind of saw it coming and crossed him back uh, and was able to clear my, you know, two, three car lengths off of four to take the white flag, and that was, uh, you know, kind of the, the deciding factor. Um, you know, if we came off that corner side by side still, I, I don't know what the finish would have looked like, <laughs> but once I was able to clear him two, three car lengths, I felt like, okay, just 
normal lap here, and I'll be all right. How much of, like, in overtime, how much of that is going through your head? Um, like, is it all about tendencies of another driver? Like, if it, if it was somebody else, not Kyle, would do you think they would, like, not throw sliders and crossovers? Like, how much do you have to take into account that it's him that you're racing against? Yeah, I mean, we all have notebooks on each other, mental notebooks, you know, of, of knowing the way each other races and what's probably coming our way, um, you know, and... and you try to think about all this stuff, but you don't really know what the play is going to be until you get there sometimes, right? Like you think of all the different things, and, and you just have to do one thing at a time, whereas, okay, restart, execute the restart, and get into turn one with, a, with an advantage, um, and we were able to do that. Then it's like, okay, what's the next play here? Well, it's making sure you you're get to the top side. Uh, you, know, you make sure you clear them, and then, uh, you know, after that, it's kind of, you know, you, you just go back to racing at that point. And, um, you know, Coleman did a great job at, at you know, clearing me when it mattered the most, but also, um, you know, giving me the information I needed to know to cross him back in three and four, right? If the 12 was too close to me uh, down the back stretch, uh, I wouldn't be able to execute the, the crossover back, right? If the 12 stuck his nose in there, I couldn't pull all the way back down, and I wouldn't be able to cross him back. So having that information of knowing when to – you know, what move to make in three and four, right? Do I stay on his door and try to get him on the outside, or, or is it best off for me to cross him here? And, and so, uh, you know, knowing that I had three car lengths or so down the back stretch, to much room, that was enough room to back up the corner and turn it down. What do you mean? How did we have enough momentum? It's because clean air means so much. Clean air is everything um, in our sport right now. I, it meant so much. It, it, there's times when there's two, two wide in front of you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a two for here. I'm going to get both of them, and you don't. <laughs> you just you, you stay behind them. Uh, so clean air just means so much. Even when you're offline and cars are checking up and crossing each other, all this stuff, uh, clean air means so much. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Maybe it's kind of a similar question, but when the the last three restarts, you and Coleman were kind of going back and forth trying to figure out, well, if I do this, if I go there, who do I have behind you? What what all are the factors that go into what you want to do either as the control car or even as the second-place car? Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions to ask, right? Um, one being, you know, who, who are you lining up against? Right? I knew I was going to be against the 18. Um, he got the lead on the bottom um, on a restart earlier. Uh, so I felt like, okay, he's pretty strong on the bottom of the racetrack. Now we were on older tires, so you can almost argue the top would be better. Um, kind of thought at the end of the race, I, I knew, you know, hey, I, I'm willing to pull a slide job uh, to, to get the lead. So I felt like the most comfortable spot for me was on the bottom. And then when we restarted and he took the, he was on the top and took the lead back. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Coleman uh, said to take the top. That was his suggestion, and, and I wanted to stick with my gut, and I was wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't have listened. I shouldn't have listened to myself. <laughs> but um, and then the final restart, hey, we, we were on the bottom and we took the lead back. So I, I guess you can you can argue either side. Um, you know, with with this next gen car, it just seems like uh, these restarts are more 50-50 on the on the front row than ever before. Um, you know, I'd say at the old car, it's almost 100% you take the top. 
but now it's a little bit more 50-50 for sure. And then you mentioned the clean air, especially right now on short tracks or flatter tracks. Uh, do you have any sort of input for NASCAR, whether it's the, the rear diffuser or, you know, spoiler or maybe a little bit more power or whatever? Do you have a, an idea? Um, I just kind of, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you, you're never going to get rid of dirty air in racing, period. You look at any form of motorsports, it's there. You can look at sprint car racing. You can look at IndyCar. You can look at F1, NASCAR. You name it. We're going fast, and aerodynamics makes speed. We can't unlearn the things we know, right, as a, as a race team. We, we can't unlearn these things. So you're always going to have dirty air. Can't fix it. Um, but the, the, the way it all is, like this year is a lot different, where the wake used to go to the right a lot because the cars had a lot of yaw in the cars. And so they were, you know, the wake, you kind of think about a boat, right? And that's kind of how the wake works. And it would act like the wake would go way to the right. And so we could never move to the right side of a car to pass them. But on the flip side, the left side was pretty clean. So if you can get your left front headlight out, it was almost like clean air. Um, so now with the cars are straight and it's symmetrical on both sides. So if you can get to the right side of someone, it's as good as getting to the left side of somebody. Um, but it's more concentrated behind a car. So if you're directly behind the car, it is more intense than it's ever been, but it's better on either side of the car, um, you know, left or right. So uh, just, I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't know how you fix that, right? I mean, it's, it's, you're punching a hole in the air. I, I don't know how you don't, right? I mean, you have a smaller car. I don't know, but you look at other forms of racing that have smaller cars, they fight the same things. Um, so I, I don't know if there's really a, a clean, true answer to fix it. I think you can make adjustments and probably make it better, right? We've seen in the past that smaller spoilers are make it better, right? We, we, we've seen that. Um, we already got a fairly small spoiler on the car already. Um, so I, I don't know how you would just to fix it at this point. Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. You won Bristol Dirt. You won the Coliseum. You win here. What is it with you in first-time cup races at tracks? Beats me. I, I, I don't know. Um, like I said earlier, I think it's just kind of being able to adapt quickly as a race team. I don't, I don't think it's just me. Um, you know, I think all of us as a, as a race team, we, we were able to, you know, call the right strategies, you know, adapt to restarts quickly, understand what lanes are, are going to move, um, you know, where the track's going, how to adjust on the car, all those things are, are new, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I enjoy the challenge, it's, it's fun, um, but honestly, this weekend, we were just fast, I and mean, we unloaded fast, like, like I said, for not having much data, we unloaded quick, and just car went fast this week. Uh, Tucker White, last sport on sports, uh, Joey, uh, MRN mentioned, uh, I think, maybe about halfway through the race that you and uh, Ross Chastain had uh, gone into each other. Uh, if that's true, uh, what exactly happened there? Um, no, uh, he, he got in the back of me in the three when we were three wide, but um, I think he just drove in the corner a little hard. I don't think it was anything intentional. Uh, we were racing really hard, and I checked up because I was three wide on the bottom, and I think he just overdrove the corner and got in the back of me. No harm, no foul. All right, thank you. Yep. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Um, Joey, I was asking Paul this earlier, but 
two wins in the last four races for you guys. You've had some top tens back-to-back, but you've also had some races where you guys have been off or struggled and even had a, a race like Dover where you're way off. After 15 races, do you do you know how good you guys are? Do you know <laughs> where, where you guys are in relation to anybody at this point? I mean, it's a roller coaster ride, that's <laughs> for sure. I mean, we're up and down. Um, you know, Charlotte last week, you know, we were in position to win the race, um, right? I mean, we're, we we took two tires, maybe four tires, maybe we win the race. I don't know, right? We end up wrecking there. Um, so you're, you're in position. I think that's the biggest thing <clears throat> we've seen here is that, you know, fast cars, yes, win races, and, and it's nice to have a fast car, but it seems like, there's so many different things going on and if you can just get yourself to the front you have a chance Um, no matter how fast your car is or not fast your car is you have a chance if you're in the front Um, you just got to find out figure out a way to get there and it's different for each track and how you do that Um, but yeah I mean I I don't think anyone has it figured out yet and you know there's just there's tracks that like you said we're we're pretty good at you know I, I think the tracks where you come out of the gas pedal the cars are pretty good uh, some of the tracks that you're in the, in the throttle all the way around doesn't seem to be our wheelhouse right now. Um, you know, but it, it, it goes back and forth. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you say that, but then you, you look at, you know, the 12 was pretty decent last weekend. The two was as well. So uh, it's just a razor's edge, like where you're good or not. Like it's, it just goes back and forth quickly. Also, uh, I know winning's always special, but to do it on a day when essentially your teammate won, uh, Will Power, over on the IndyCar side, other than making the boss man happy, what does it mean to, to, to have a Sunday sweep? Uh, that was news to me, so that's fantastic. Uh, I did not know that. Um, so that's cool that the, they went on the IndyCar side as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think a lot of real special things this weekend. Um, you know, obviously for Team Penske winning a couple, but... I think what you look at, you know, for St. Louis, um, you know, what we did here this weekend is a huge success uh, for for the city, for our sport, for the fans. Um, you know, you look at the the racing was good, it was good action all the way down to the end. Uh, the the fans were on their feet coming for the crew white checker. Every one of them were here. I think they're all still here down in three and four, enjoying their concert with somebody. So I, I think the track did a tremendous job promoting the event. You see. The billboards on the highways, they were, they were ready, and, and they really promoted it. They did a fantastic job, um, and, and I think that's something that, that we shouldn't just uh, look past because they promoted it correctly, they had good racing, they cared about the racing as well, and, and then they had good entertainment when there wasn't racing. They got concerts, they had, I think they had Nelly here last night. I mean, they had cool, like, cool stuff. Uh, you know, it makes it for a fun weekend for fans to be here, so... Home run on, on every department, if you ask me. Steve Connolly, the podium finished. Joey, um, a lot of drivers yesterday called this track one-dimensional, but it seemed like it really kind of took rubber as the way the day was going on. You were able to move around. There was a lot of side-by-side racing deeper in the pack. How would you describe what you saw and uh, kind of adjust throughout the race for this racetrack? Yeah, the track definitely took a lot of rubber early in the race um, where cars were kind of fighting for the bottom, and then it was, oh, you want the top, and then it rubbered up so much that, you know, it's pretty equal top to bottom. You know, early in the run, maybe you can run the bottom a little bit better, and before you know it, and one and two were, you know, a lane off the wall, and three and four were pretty close to that as well. So uh, the track just took a lot of rubber, um, you know, so that that part was good. Not a whole bunch of tire fall off, but a lot of, took a lot of rubber and the track got wide, so... 
uh, that was a, a key thing for racing. If we didn't have fall off and the track wasn't wide, we'd be in trouble. But at least there's a wide track to where they promoted good racing. Um, not so much. Um, I kind of, I definitely expected it in one and two. Maybe not that high, but I expected it to widen out. And then three and four, uh, I thought it was kind of 50-50 which way it would go. Um, and it seems like with these next-gen cars, the outside is more inviting uh, because of the way the wake is. And I was saying earlier, uh, it kind of makes the tracks a little bit wider um, because the right side's better, moving to the right side. So that was good.